All right, emergency intro to the podcast. The boys just ripped one early today, thinking nothing's going to happen. This is the first time we've ever done an episode early, and we were like, yeah, nothing important's going to happen between 1 and 3 on Sunday. Yeah, no, uh, something important happened, so we pulled out the iPhone to get you a little emergency intro here. Buckshaw Walter will not be back as the New York Mets manager. He announced it himself to the media today. There was a press release that followed that spoke about the team's moving in a new direction that Buck will not be back. Yeah, it's... um. Oh, it's a weird feeling because Buck, this team was so good last year under Buck. <laughs> this team was so good under Buck last year, and this year we know 23 was like a bit of a struggle. But oh, it, feel, it feels weird also to have this announcement today. The press release kind of summed it up too really well. It's just the team's going to be going in a new direction, and I think that I think it's a nice you know a nice parting of ways. But that's it. Like you said, he's he's left his stamp on the organization. There's a lot of good things that Buck did. He'll be missed and. It's time for a new manager. Mets will be looking for a new one as soon as possible. So that's the uh, little emergency intro for you guys. Back to the reg- regular scheduled programming. What is up, Mets fans? Welcome back to the last regular season episode of the Mets Up podcast. We're actually ripping this before the game even happens on the day. Yeah. We're yep. just having fun. It's the last day of the season. Wanted to get everybody out early. We record these after the game, and we're going to have some fun after the game. So yeah. Today, we're just going to go ahead, rip an episode, have some fun. Not going to go game by game, just kind of talk, talk about the season, how we're feeling, what was going on, all that good stuff. You know the drill over here, guys. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Make sure you follow us on our social media, at MetsedUp, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Subscribe to the New York Mets YouTube channel if you want to see the video version of this. And if you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Odyssey, drop us a rating, drop us a review, download, and subscribe. This is the last regular season episode. We're not going anywhere, though. We still have all the episodes coming out throughout the offseason. We're going to be weekly on Tuesdays, I believe. Right, Vito, is what we're rocking? Uh, Tuesday we did, night. Tu- no, we did. Yeah, Tuesday night. We usually release Wednesday morning there or we Monday. We, look, we don't have a plan right now. No, yeah, we no don't. plan. No, we're just last but day season. That's it. it. There will be some episodes coming up. We recorded some content yes. yesterday mm-hmm. with some some lovely British people, if you want to give them a shout out. Yeah, some fine blokes. Uh, Felix White, Izzy Wong. They are, Felix is, I think, technically the ambassador to baseball in the UK and announces both Amer- like Major League Baseball and cricket in the UK and Izzy Wong is a is a young like kind of like rising star uh, cricketer. She's a Jenny Finch. Yeah. A fan- fantastic line. bowler which is their term for pitching. Talked to them yesterday for a while. Um, we're going to bring it out as a podcast probably this week, next week. Yeah. Th- yeah. Th- like I would say this week or next week because we want to we want to make this one look really good because we're so we've never had an over the seas guest before. Yeah. Ah, Darren. Darren. Oh, that, Darren, right. that, that predated Vito. That did I wasn't here, yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah, count yeah. it. Anything that's, before that's me, Vito's first. Vito's first guest from across the pond. But it was a great conversation we had with them. And it was more of a conversation, like necessarily interview. So just be ready for that, guys. But really interesting. They both both have crazy lives, crazy journeys, like through baseball and cricket. And honestly, Felix loved the Mets. It was kind of like it was cool, cool to hear how much someone who didn't really like baseball before he said basically 2015 just totally fell in love with the Mets through that run and has now like kept up with them as he's been working in baseball overseas. If the Mets are anything, they're lovable. Yeah, if the Mets are anything, they are lovable. I mean, we, we'll take that to the bank. We've had a couple, uh, th- I mean, like we're doing this one before the game today. We did that one just in the middle of the game, like in the middle end of, the of game one yesterday yeah. before game two started. It's been, it's been an interesting week of podcasts, but I mean, honestly, like it's kind of just been a, an interesting season in general. Yeah, I think I think something fun to do. I want to talk a little bit about the games this weekend, just because that, that's yeah, that's what we do here. But I want I want to talk about them. <laughs> you get a so distracted. Bit. Yeah, and then we should <laughs> almost just like talk about good things, bad things from the season. Just yeah. kind of give you guys a little refresher over what we saw because it's been a it's been a hectic six months here since uh, <laughs> since April first. A lot has happened. 
we've changed angles even in this room. We've changed angles. We've changed players. Yeah, changed players. There's been a lot of change, a lot of things. We gotta talk about it. Yeah, I mean, yesterday was cool. Doubleheader. Like, I, I always love doubleheaders. Doubleheaders are fun. I, I, I enjoy doubleheaders. They're. <laughs> it's funny. Sorry. We gotta be out by 12, so. Oh, okay. Okay. Go okay, okay. Okay, that's fine. No worries. I got distracted. Doubleheaders are also a nice time in the ballpark because it gives the game like a little more of a casual feel. I think that might be something that's happened even since the pitch clock because yeah. it's kind of like you can like relax in the park, you can go get your snacks, like you mm. can run and not worry about missing action, things like that. And that's kind of a good thing about it. Yeah, I mean, and like, I don't know, something about just like two games. I, you left a little bit early. I left in between the games. Yeah, yeah, in between games. Game two had some juice to it. A lot of juice, A lot yeah. of juice to it. Francisco like, Alvarez, Grand Slam, two home runs, Lindor home run. Really big to see him play that well, too, coming uh, towards the end of the season. Because, I mean, let's be honest, Alvarez came on incredibly hot, had that crazy, crazy run, and then he has been a little bit cold. He's been more low cold. He's been quite cold. Yeah, it's he's fine. been he's been quite cold the last you know month or so. But to get up to twenty five home runs, which is still short of the record, mm -hmm. and hey, one more game, one more game could happen. We'll let you guys know. I mean, maybe we're, maybe we're gonna sound like idiots. I hope yeah, we do. I would love to sound like an idiot. No matter what, he's the most home runs ranked catcher in the National League. Yes, that's easy. that's a, that's a fact. And he's how old, James? He's twenty one still. Twenty one. We haven't said that in a minute. No, that's because I mean, he's been a little cold. cold. I mean, yeah. also his birthday is November nineteenth. So we'll do a nice celebration for Francisco Alvarez's twenty second birthday. Everyone be aware of that one. Get ready for that circle on the calendars. No, we can no longer use that line. No, but we're still using that line because it's still the season. It's still happening. And I mean, how many how many catches led the league? Their uh, their league in home runs at that age? I don't think any. Not many. Maybe Not bench. Many. I haven't checked. Yeah, I mean. 25 home runs so far, 63 RBIs. He had six yesterday. It was a good day for the young guys, too. Like, Beatty had a, an RBI as well. I think first he had an RBI in the first game and second game. Mm. Ronnie Mauricio got a double off, what was it, Michael Plasmeyer? Yeah. You're so, you got you to focus up here. I'm, just, I'm trying to get, get some Alvarez stats while you're here. But, yeah, I mean, the Phillies, they, they didn't really roll out there. No, Best is, lineup. It's funny that, like, we see, I've, I've I've moaned about the schedule a lot this year, and you kind of see the Phillies only get to come here now two series a year, and one of them was in May. Yeah. And then this one kind of just is like, all right. We've like, seen Bryce Harper play what, like? This is it. Yeah. Three games. Uh, two games. Three games this whole year. Yeah, so. And the last time they were here, we swept them to even think about this, and we have another chance to do that today, which is hilarious. Yeah, so funny that we're going to possibly win the season series against yeah. the Marlins. I've got, a, I've got a Phillies take for you. Hit us. I think the Phillies are ripe for the picking. I don't know what that means. In the wild card round, I think they could be upset. They are okay. the first wild card seed. Yeah. Yeah, there was a I, lot I, of swing and miss in that lineup yesterday. Now, obviously, credit to Mets Arms. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're, you're really liking these uh, dad sayings now. That's not a dad saying. That's father a, of one. That's right a, that's right for th the picking. They're right for the picking. There was, I mean, yes, they kind of had like a line change between games one and game two on uh, Saturday. The days yeah. are really blending together right yeah, now. Yeah, a little bit. And, um, right you know, these games are meaningless for them 100%. Staying totally. healthy is important, but yeah. they did not look great whatsoever yesterday. I think there's also something happening to Phillies right now where there's, like, such an assumption that yeah. they're kind of the sneaky team to beat because of last year. Yeah. And it just, it's, it's just hard to do that two years in a row. I mean, there's the whole conversation right now about, like, this Marlins game on Monday. Like, what to do with that? 
and like do the Marlins come do they play do they do they end up doing this I mean at the time of recording we don't know what's going to happen no and they can change but everyone seating, yeah. wants to avoid the Phillies and wants to play the Brewers right now I'd which, rather I'd rather play Philly than them I don't want <sighs> I, you cannot ask for Woodruff Burns and Freddie Peralta yeah. you no, can't totally. ask for that it's still Nola and you, Wheeler I would Nola I would rather face no, Nola and Wheeler I would. I would rather face them than them, but I would also much, 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 much rather face the Brewers lineup than the Phillies lineup. It's not but, even comparable. But Reese Hoskins, Reese was uh, a huge part of what they did last no, year in the playoffs. Totally, their but lineup this, is still the bat, the bat spike. Yeah, yeah no, their lineup, lineup is still, is still good. Still yeah, it's like, good. I Nick Castellanos had a ma- major bounce back here. Yes. I don't think enough people are really discussing that. It's also it's not been like the same power production. The OPS still under eight hundred, but also Bohm hitting right in the middle of that order yeah. is kind of a bit of a like a I don't know what to call it, like a bump. It's rather than just like something you have to avoid. He is pesky. I'll give him pesky. He, he's good. He's up to 20 home runs. Sure, but like Trey Turner, Kyle Schwarber, and Bryce Harper are three of the best players, on, baseball players on planet Earth right now. And to start any game against those guys when the Brewers like, and we love this pure person a lot, but when Mark Hanna is in the top four of your batting order in a postseason series, like it's different. It's just a different vibe. Yeah. Well, you got to play different games against those two series. Against the Brewers, you have to scratch out runs every 90 feet matters in the postseason. Against the Phillies, especially at the bank where that series is going to take place. Yeah. So you could sneak a couple in the basket, flower, pot, bed, whatever they got going on there. You know, those will be totally two different series between whoever in Milwaukee and in Philly. I almost, I almost don't want to hear any Aaron Nola slander. Aaron Nola's put together like five years of... I don't think uh, there's slander. Well, John, yeah, I, he just hasn't had a great season. For that's, sure, that's, no. But that's that's right. not Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff or Freddie so, Peralta. Totally. Freddie Peralta's had, after having like a blazing hot month and a half, his last like three or four starts, and there's always kind of a workload thing with Freddie Peralta where you don't know what's going to happen. Now we're just doing the messed up playoff preview, which yeah, I kind of love. Yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah. like, Sorry. do you guys want to no, hear about the games from yesterday, yeah. honestly? <laughs> like, I mean, the Mets won too, but no, it's, I, 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 I mean, I like just talking about baseball, yeah. but... I think that those two will be overwhelming favorites in the series. They're in no matter what. Yeah. And I think the play, National League playoffs will be better off if those are the two teams that advance. But I that's honestly, kind of the beauty of the of the three-game thing. You don't know who's going to do it. I honestly, like, we're, we're talking about, like, who the Marlins and Diamondbacks want to play. I feel like if you're the Phillies or Brewers, you're like, I want to play the Marlins. For sure. You 100%. don't want to run to the Diamondbacks. The only thing about the Diamondbacks, you're, though. You're Marlins, John. John's, John's smirking right now. But the thing, the difference there is that the Marlins have the opportunity to manicure their rotation. Yeah. Diamondbacks do not. Diamondbacks just went hard these last couple games. Yeah, too. You're not going to have Gallon and Kelly on regular rest for those. Are they That's not? a big change. No, the Marlins can also make uh, the Gallon choice. Be, I think Gallon pitched Friday, so Gallon pitched on the 29th. Okay, yeah, so, so he's be, fine. The regular issue, yeah, but not I mean, for game one. Game two. Game two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that changes things a lot. Your yeah. best pitcher's pitching game two. I mean, regardless, you have to win two. I don't. I don't necessarily like if if you know Gallon's starting two. That's all that matters. But he's I mean, he's not Cy Young. Like he's not gonna. He's I not mean, like a guaranteed win well, when you exact Gallon on but the like, mound. Like he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Talk if you were gonna hype up Nola and Wheeler like you just did. I'm not you hyping hype up. I'm just saying, No, I think Gallon's amazing. But I'm just saying there's a big difference between just him starting. Give some respect to the Jersey kid. It's not that I wasn't like hyping up Wheeler Nola and disrespecting Gallon. I think it just definitely changes the t- tenor of a playoff series when your game your your quintessential game one pitcher is not pitching game one. Okay, that's I mean. I, can, I, I can think that like that. It, that puts you behind the eight ball a little bit, especially when you have one pitcher so significantly better than the rest of your rotation. I mean, Merrill Kelly will probably start game one. I know, and, and Merrill Kelly's fine, but he's not Zach Allen. For we, sure. We talk all yeah. the time about the difference of like a pitcher, whether or not they're going to be successful in the playoffs versus the regular season. I, again, I don't think that Kelly's bad, but Kelly is 
the pitcher that you're giving a shorter leash to in a playoff game. For sure. And a guy yeah. like Merrill Kelly, who sometimes can like battle through trouble in the third, fourth, or fifth inning, men on base, a couple runs, and then make his outing look good by cruising into the seventh. Yeah. That's not the kind of thing that happens in a playoff game. No, in a playoff game, not. you have to get a hook. The Diamondbacks do have some good wrong, long relievers. I'm sure Brandon Fott will probably move into a relief role. Yeah, like, probably as a piggyback. He's been... Paul Seawall is going to see some big innings, some high leverage innings. Paul Seawall also had a great, great second <laughs> half here. I mean, like, he has and he has. He is 3-5 th ERA. ERA for relievers doesn't matter. He's, he's, he's walked five per nine. He's striking the world out, though. Nah, is he, though? I don't know. Let's, Let's see. His he, stuff plus looks amazing. His, his strikeout numbers are the worst they've been in years okay. in Arizona. 25%. Your guy stinks. It felt good in my <laughs> fantasy team 12.5% walk rate. The I highest it's been in years. Stinks in Arizona. Crazy tight fantasy matchup today coming, coming down for a, for a championship. I, oh, you're talking about baseball. I was going to yeah. say, should I start Cam Akers? We trust in him in his no, first no, week in Minnesota. No, I wouldn't trust him ever. We gotta, you got to see one. Got to give him some runway. Got to see one. I mean, Alexander Madison stinks. So yeah. he'll eventually take over He's that job. That was a decent week last week. This is a mess up variety. We're going to get to the Mets in like two minutes, but this is funny. The Von A-Chan last week, I think it's Achan now. A-Chan. A-Chan or Achan? A-Chan. A-Chan. Von A-Chan. A-Chan. I just told you. Okay, sorry. A-Chan. He had 200 rushing yards last week, and Vegas says line today at 36. Huh. That's bizarre. Interesting. Well, they're playing a much better team. Yeah, yeah. But, all right. He's also, uh, Mostert's <laughs> back, and Salvana Mets back. Back to the Mets. Back to the Mets. Football hour. And speaking of the Mets, first, real quick, before we get to ask the Met, we're talking about the Dimebacks Marlins, right? Um, the two <laughs> teams, like, the, the Mets, Mets almost knocked both those teams out of the playoffs. Yeah. The Mets yeah. dominated the Dimebacks, half for a while, and dominated yeah. the Marlins this year, so. A little bittersweet. A little bittersweet. Just saying that uh, bittersweet. Mets played well against some teams down the stretch. You like they to did. see that. And at the end of the day, like it would have again taken eighty-four wins again to the playoffs. Well, that's what the third wild card does, which I love. Keep keep teams in the race. Keep cities engaged. I agree. Keep well, keep teams in the race. Keep things alive. But again, we're having just bad teams in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> models are bad. Yeah. No, they're not. Anyway. What is good is that you two have another tie. Second straight box. year. Can you believe it, right? It's like we scripted it, but I promise we didn't. That choked so bad. Estimate tied. Friday's game rained out. Yeah. The weather gods cleared the skies on Saturday, and we played a full 18 innings. Yeah. And uh, right now, it's looking nice and bright outside. It's Unless uh, something crazy happens, we're going to play nine today, which gives us 27. It's a hornet swarm. <laughs> a hornet You never know. <laughs> you never plague. know. What could cancel today's game? What is the craziest thing <laughs> we could, we could awful think awful would have to cancel today's game. Locust. Let's be honest. Yeah, Locust. Yeah. Locust. Now we're just talking 10 plagues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. <laughs> so, I don't know. you guys are tied. Issue. <laughs> I love FedEx Field. We're going to have to figure out a tie. We're going to have to one-up ourselves from last year. Not doing freaking push-ups. I mean, what? It could I've, be, seen, it, I've seen enough of you yeah, guys yeah, do push-ups. We're not doing push-ups. No one wants to see that gotta, again. I think, like, I think what could be fun is like more like of a trivia thing. Like you could like be like the host of Jeopardy and to me and James oh, like, like, really, like a really dense Mets I can Jeopardy. do that. I'll get like yeah. one of those skinny mics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we can have little buzzers. John yesterday was in the office playing trivia stuff for the game and he thought it was crazy that no one else could name every pitcher that Daniel Murphy homered off of in the 2015 playoffs. I'm not crazy. That's not that That's hard. Insane. Fernando That's Rodney not, sneaking in there. That was, yeah. the, that was the hardest one. Nuts. I had no clue he played for All right, guys. Cubs. I got to go make someone's dreams come true right now. So go do it. I got to go. We'll talk about the estimate. Johnny Dreams. It's going to be good. <laughs> See you guys later. Let's go, Mets. All right, so let's talk about the series now for a little bit. I mean, there, there have been some games. There are some things to talk about as well. Tyler McGill, low-key, one of the best starts of his career. Yeah, I key one of the best starts of his career. First time his career has ever gotten into the eighth inning. He uh, In the first game of doubleheader, he was just twirled a gem against the Phillies. He went through the first... Basically, I don't know, seven innings scoreless or six innings scoreless. I don't remember. But pitch in the eighth, seven to third innings pitch, seven strikeouts, one earned run. And it was just, he looked really in control. Again, as we mentioned before, the Phillies definitely threw out a bit of a, 
a lineup to get. They're trying to rest some guys. They got big yeah. playoff series coming up this week, but got to run out who was out there. And his fastball sat 96-ish. It had 25% whiffs and 60% usage. It got up to 98. It was noticeably jumpy. Like, yeah, when we were in the ballpark. The first few innings. Yeah, the first yes. few innings in the ballpark, I was like, that came in a little hot. And like seeing 97 on there, we've talked about it so many times on the podcast, but it's just so important to Tyler McGill's game, especially if he's going to throw 60% fastballs for that fastball to be 96-97. Yeah, and just himself average, like sitting 96-97. It's just yeah. like that is impressive for him. And the fact that... We've talked a lot about Tyler McGill holding some velocity back. A lot of points during his stretch where he's been pretty good. Yeah. This start, he just was throwing. He was just throwing as hard as he could when he began, and he kind of t- tricked down as the game went on, which I think is that might just be his natural way. And like maybe we'll, again, we'll see. Like I just think that it's impressive to see McGill bounce back. We're going to also talk about David Peterson in a second because we didn't really get to him during the wet episode on Thursday night because yeah. there was a lot of chaos going on, but. Those two in general, just coming into the rotation in August when the season changed and just being reliable starting pitchers is something that I don't know if exactly, I'm not going to say it changes the equation for next season, but these are two guys where you watch them the first half of the year and you're a little bit, what's the word I'm going to use, a little cautious about their future. Like, yeah, I mean. McGill's a guy who still hadn't had the breaking ball develop yet. You were thinking about him as like, I like he he's the kind, that's the kind of profile that gets non-tendered sometimes. But now I think that's we're far past that. Yeah, he... I mean, like, the the two of them, we talk about all the time, like, pitching depth is super, super important. And I do think right now, like, that's probably where they are, is they, they yeah. are going to be pitching depth, I would think. No, for sure. But that's not. good pitching depth to have right now. Totally. And now we kind of sound like broken records going back to last year. But as I, I, I just, there's no way you can, like, watch me just watch me. Like, I don't think these guys can be the sixth and seventh or seventh and eighth starters next year. Like, I would, I'm not making them the fifth starter. I'm not making them the fourth starter. No. I'm not saying I can't wait for, earn it. Yeah, I can't wait for these two guys to be in the rotation because we've seen them be inconsistent in the past. But Tyler McGill, since he came back from rotation in August, he's had, like, a four ERA. And even if you take away those first two starts which i think are kind of fair like just kind come of. just come back getting your bearings a little bit he's had a three era in 45 innings okay so also, like sure i, I yeah. mean yeah i'm cherry picking a little bit yeah. here but like okay i think I, four, his last eight starts have been incredible four just since he came back rotation there are also starts in there against the orioles starts in there against the rangers some really good offenses and starting at the braves it's, mariners twins yeah. reds two these against are, the phillies they're all teams that are above 500 and again not again we're not being like tyler mcgill's gonna be the linchpin the next some, jacob Degrom. no no one no one ever should ever say that but anyone ever, yeah it's bad it's bad it's just bad right there um <laughs> it's just it's a fact that what we were saying about him like the previous offseason where if he is someone who could be someone who is like a very valuable weapon yeah and just having him here, a guy who's not, he's still going to be basically free. Yes. And a team that doesn't have a lot of innings banked for next year. It's something I guess also we talked about a lot last offseason. The offseason now, it just feels like we've just like sandwiched ourselves back to the offseason. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like the last six months, you just like blink three times. I don't really know what happened. It doesn't really make that much sense. But I mean, we were talking about it. We're like, this season went by so quick. So quick. So quick. Like opening day, spring training. Like, where did, the, where did that happen? It also felt like two, three different seasons in one. Because yeah. he had the first season where it was like full of hope, like, Let's go in the World Series. Then it was like, okay, this doesn't feel that good. And then it was like, oh, this feels quite bad. Yeah. And then it was just like, we trade our guys and let's just have some fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, since like the let's have some fun, everything just came off a little bit. Like, that's when McGill and Peterson came back and threw their best. And there will be a lot of dissenters to be like, oh, they pitched their best when it, it, it didn't matter. Quote, then quote, didn't matter. Yeah. Which <sighs> is really true because everything always matters for these professional athletes. Peterson's are eligible this upcoming offseason. It's huge for him. Uh, Tyler McGill's coming up on it in 2025. Yeah. Like, these are all numbers that are going to help them get paid more. A lot. And now to talk about Peterson, he just in general has looked really comfortable since returning to the rotation. 
He went toe-to-toe with Jesus Lazar, though, on Thursday night in a yeah. game that was a must-win for the Marlins. He is their best pitcher with Sandy Alcantara on the shelf. He threw a gem himself. Yeah. But David Peterson said, you can't beat, you can't beat me because he went seven innings, no earned runs, eight strikeouts, four hits, four walks. He had four different pitches with multiple whiffs. And something that we talked about a lot during the game, his sinker was way down in velocity. Yeah. And it seems like as Peterson has been on this run, pitching much better of late, he has taken a lot off his pitches and gotten more movement. Namely, that sinker on, a, on Wednesday night is the most horizontal movement he's had in a start this year. I think horizontal movement on a sinker is something that is incredibly important. Gets that little fade. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Away from the... Um, from second, lefty coming in. Always goes arm side. Yeah, arm side, which is, I mean. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You kind of want movement on your sinker, especially if the velocity is not going to be elite. Like, the difference from 91 to 93 is like, okay. Yeah. But, like, to get a couple more inches of a fade there, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, if it, it's kind of playing, too. And I think, especially with David Peterson, a guy who mechanically, like, being so tall, he, we've seen him have trouble with his mechanics in mm-hmm. the game. I think something like trying maybe not to throw as hard as he can could be good for him because he can just focus on being consistent with his mechanics, consistent with his arm motion, keeping everything very, very simple. Whereas throwing hard, sometimes you have the tendency to have, want your arm to speed up a little bit. And we've seen David Peterson have innings this year where everything is missing up and away to right-handed batters yeah. because his arm is just lagging behind because he's trying, or it's ahead, whatever it is, because he's trying to speed it up to catch up with the rest of his body, probably to throw hard. Yeah, and I mean, I'm showing you the picture right now. I'll send the video to put in. Like, he got 15 called strikes with the sinker. That's really good. On Thursday night. That was nearly high for him. And we're talking about this more like repeating mechanics with such a big guy. And him having that kind of command and getting that many called strikes with a pitch, gets him ahead in counts, that's what makes the off-speeds play up a little bit more. The slider has looked good. Also with taking the pitches down velocity-wise, getting better mechanics, repeating them, having better command. The slider also talked a lot about having more vertical movement in the second half this year. Since he came back to the rotation, it's a, it's a 3.8 ERA and 28% strike rate, 11% walk rate. That is... That is the, the strikeout with Rocker, right? That's like Sanka. That was the thing that we got really excited about last year when the season ended. With yeah. David Peterson, where we're like, this guy's going to be a really good piece in the rotation this year. And just, it took a little while again, but yeah. <laughs> in a roundabout way, he wound up being an okay piece in the rotation. People don't want to hear it because he got blown up in April and May, which yeah. makes sense. But you can't really turn your nose up at two months of real data here where he was. Again, this is, we're not being like David Peterson opening day started no, in 2024, no, no, no. but like David Peterson as a member of the rotation, a guy who's arbitration eligible, like that is. It's a logical place to be. It's not a bad place to be either to have I'm, that. I mean, you look at his last six starts, eight strikeouts, four in the four innings, and then eight, ten, seven, and eight. Like, just getting that swing and miss is so important for David Peterson. Glad to see him end the season well. Yeah, glad to see him end the season well. I'm, I'm going to see where he ranks in uh, strikeout minus walk rate because I haven't talked about that in a while. Kind of kind of funny to see that uh, his last start is technically still not over. Like, the game yeah, is no, not the over game, yet. Well, the game is not over. We know <laughs> it that. says tied 1-2. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be fun if we were here for that. But if it, it winds up happening, I want to see where Peterson ranks innings pitched since it, oh, he came back in rotation August 1st. August not 4th, pitching, uh, technically, yeah. was the first start back for him where he threw three innings against Baltimore didn't give up an earned run. Again, no. like you said, like just pitching against good teams, pitching well. David Pearson, something to uh, keep an eye out for, obviously moving into next year. And then just while you're looking that up, just to talk about the offensive side of things as well, Alvarez, Lindor, Beatty swinging the bat a little bit better as well, which is good to see. Uh, pulling the ball a little bit more as well too, which is something that we've talked about that we want to see him do more. 
I, I mean, it's just, it's nice to know that this like young core is again playing well to end the season. Alvarez getting those home runs. He was pimping them. He yeah. was pimping them last night. And I mean, they were mammoth home runs. He hits balls where pretty much only Pete Alonso hits them. Yeah. And it's fun that just he and have fun and pimp that grand slam. It's just like, okay, like it's been the best I can have Francisco Alvarez. Like, no mincing our words. Incredible. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Demeanor. You have, like, yeah. he hasn't looked down. He hasn't no, looked course. like like frustrated. I think is fair, but like not in the way where it's like bad body language or anything. Oh, like never. That. Of course, he's not. always smiling. He's always like happy, and like he's he's a dog. He's some of my favorite body language on any team I've ever rooted for ever. Yeah, like he is so positive. He's so active. And again, like not to mince words here, we're not a batting average podcast, but he got one eighty batting average in the second half. Yeah, like it's it's been a trying second half. This is also we talk about a lot. The most baseball he's played, especially competitive baseball, is not uh, this competitive baseball. This trying and taxing of baseball ever his entire life. He's adjusting to the major league is 21 years old. Like, that's really difficult. And adjusting a whole new pitching staff, he's been catching really well still. Yeah. Know, there's a lot, a lot of positives to take, and that he is, like, the biggest one. Francisco Lindor currently two RBIs when we're recording this off 100. Oh, let's get that If he today. could get two RBIs today, that would be awesome to have him 31, 130 stolen bases. Only player in baseball to go 55, 45, 200, 200 the last two years. It's really good, right? Only one, yeah, really not, good. Not a, he's a pretty good player. Glad no. he's here. Yeah, it's also weird right now that we're doing the show and we just there's nothing to preview. No, there's nothing to preview. Nothing I mean, to, you know, what I mean, there's no there's no next series. That's I'll, it. I'll tell you guys this: like, we're gonna have an episode obviously coming out later this week. Um, yeah. we'll just talk about the off season, mm-hmm. which is gonna be weird. I'm sure we'll talk about the playoffs too. So make sure you guys do stick around, follow us on everything. Mets up, subscribe yeah. to the New York Mets YouTube channel so you can see that. We're still pumping out episodes every single week. Again, I think we we said Wednesday, but we can change it up. We can do whatever we want. We haven't put a hard schedule just yet, but. I don't know. I think that's pretty much it, right? That's a good way to end the regular season. I think, yeah. I mean, it's just the only other thing is just like this is this, this, the season. Like, yeah. There's that when baseball ends, like there's that like nostalgia that comes over you where it's like, oh, this was something I had by my side every single day. And now I don't. And what did I tell you earlier today? I was like, it feels like it's the last day of school. It does feel like, especially in the ballpark. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We're going to have a little rap party. Like everyone's like saying like, like especially us too, because like we're contract and everyone else is, you know, they're here a lot more yeah. in the off season, like consistently in a day, like in the office. So we're just like saying bye to people yeah. that we were hanging out with like a couple times a week for yeah. six straight months. No, it was, it was I mean, like uh, the this, this season was not great, but always, always fun to be here. No, yeah. And a couple people had like, uh, Naomi asked for a shout out for the Hodges entrance. Yes. So shout, shout out to Hodges, Hodges entrance. entrance. We'll see them. Uh, shout, shout out Kim. She's a gem. Shout out your boy Ozzy. Shout out Ozzy. Ozzy, we missed you in the last episode. Shout out Ozzy. Also met someone outside the park when I left the game on Wednesday. He said he's been listening to us since the first episode. Whoa. So shout out him right shout in front of the you. ballpark. That was really cool. Um, who else? Shout out Steven. Shout out. Shout out Vito, shout out John, shout out Brian. Who else from the season? Shout out everybody. Yeah. Shout out everybody. Bobby, Brendan, I don't know. Matt, Josh, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out everybody. Shout out everybody. Appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate everybody watching. Shout out the gang. Supporting the podcast. Yeah. And uh, I think that's where we're going to end it. Yeah. See you guys. See you guys. See you guys next time.